Welcome to the Barfly Podcast Season 3. My name is Jeff Burkhart, Barfly columnist for the Marin IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars, The Spirit of the Adventures of a Real Bartender, and its sequel, 20 Years Behind Bars, Parole Denied. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, restaurant consultant and former community director of the online review site Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. Have a drink on me. We're here today with Sean Saylor of Saylor's Bar and Restaurant in Sausalito to talk about everybody's favorite subject, pet peeves. This time, modified for a post-pandemic world. So, Sean, welcome to the show. Great to have you back. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, Kevin. Hey, hey. Unlike myself, you've worked through the whole period, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we, we did have to close down for a two-week period just because of some of my kitchen guys got COVID and nobody to cook. <laughs> but yeah, we've been open the whole time. We had to modify our our uh, schedule just as everybody else has you know we're doing dinner only now so no more lunch for at least the immediate future i'm guessing everybody's still working from home pretty much you know around the offices here it doesn't really make sense for us to open up for little or no business but are you having any problems with staffing i know some restaurants aren't opening for lunch knock on wood thankfully no um i was able to retain everybody modified hours a little bit less here and there but for the most part yeah i still have everybody that that i had before and you had mentioned that during this time it's almost like you're working twice as hard for maybe uh, half as much for half as much <laughs> yeah. it sure does seem like that the the whole takeout thing pretty much what's kept us going luckily we had a pretty good takeout business before mm-hmm. uh, the pandemic so it wasn't really something that we had to adjust to well we did have to adjust to it because that's all we were doing you know without anybody dining inside or even outside yeah. you know so we have all the added costs of the to-go containers and special cups for the alcohol to go you know all those costs add up from the bottom line you know you got your food costs set and then oh well, we're doing takeout now so <laughs> all the new wrinkles right yeah, yeah. Well, I mean it, it kind of offsets it in a little way because you know you're not washing dishes plates cups glasses that kind of stuff so using less energy that that sort of thing the cost just kept going up for the to-go containers like every week it's a new price you know every little change incurs a cost and those little costs add up certainly if you're not designed to do it a lot of i mean i mean a lot of these restaurants are doing to-go at an alarming rate and they're not designed for that yeah. And it's a it's a whole nother wrinkle. That's why when you know, and and this will te- segue great into pet thieves. It's the person who orders to go food and then decides they want to have it there. So their <laughs> entire yeah. three course meal or four course meal is in a box, and now they want it taken out of the box, put on plates, and of course now you're getting your dessert and your appetizer at the same time, which is never a good thing. And then yeah. they want they don't like that. Yeah. And so now you have to throw all that material away. And do all of that. And, and people have to understand that that is expensive. Yeah. That's really expensive. That's not just a simple thing to do. Doubling your costs almost. Yes. You know, in a lot of ways. Which pretty much nullifies your profit. Exactly. Right? So that's just one of mine. <laughs> yeah. But that, uh, are there any things that you've seen during this, this whole thing that really kind of gets under your skin? Well, Aside from the mask wearing. It's, well, they're going to have to learn how to behave again. Yeah. Once everything gets opened up. Because right. it's just everybody's been so... I don't know, just uneasy maybe. You know, there's still people that don't want to eat inside still. Yes. Yeah. They want to be outside. And they'll leave if I don't have anything yep. that's outside, which is kind of sad, but I get it. You know, people are still cautious, and we have to be 
cautious still. But I also wonder too, as we were talking about this earlier, is I think because folks have been so isolated, insulated, aided, <laughs> they, uh, that I feel their manners and common courtesy has kind of gone out the window. And I think they need to like almost be retrained to go back out well, into yeah. the wild, you know, into I mean, you to spend a restaurant. Enough, you spend enough time in isolation. I mean, you can ask any prisoner. I'm sure they, they'll tell you. Learn a lot about yourself, but you always you also forget a lot about the way things are supposed to be, how you're yeah. supposed to act or whatnot. Well, in this business anyways, we have to constantly train people, not only our staff, but also our customers right. as to how they can behave or they should behave, I, I should say. Well, that's why consistency is always a great thing, right? If you're consistent with how much you allow people to drink, how, you know, the, those types of things, whether or not you, know, you enforce masks or, or whatever, because some places don't, yeah. right? Which is kind of surprising also. Yeah. Although, you know, I have heard that the ATF and the ABC have been doing some walkthroughs mm. down in this area, which mm. is kind of startling because I've been in this business a long time. ATF? Yeah. Wow. So I don't know what that's all about, but I would imagine it's a like, hey guys, just to let you know there are laws and you mm-hmm. need to start remembering mm-hmm. to follow them, right? Yeah. So, which is nice to get a heads up instead of a ticket. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, I think, yeah, the first time I think is a warning and then get a visit and then you get a fine yes so i mean nobody wants that i don't well that's another thing that's trying to explain to customers right that look you know these are these are the laws we have to follow them you know i get people getting up and moving the tables you know (laughs) and i'm like no you can't can't do that you can't well why not pet peeve number two moving tables without asking like i said you just people just they don't get it some of them you know Mm -hmm. some do some don't yeah we have to constantly police yeah still you know? And we're not the police. We're we don't not. have the authority. We don't have the color of authority. We don't have any of that. It's funny, this, uh, the table thing, because I had that just happen the other day. Guy came up to the bar. There's two people sitting at the bar. But, and he asks the two people at the bar, do you mind if I, I take this stool? And I'm standing right there. Then he picks up the stool and puts it somewhere where it can't go. Yeah. And I'm like, did it ever occur to you to ask maybe, I don't know, the agent of the business <laughs> whether it was okay to do that? Yeah. But that's that was pre-pandemic. Too, where people they would ask everybody but the servers. Is the servers a, a you know a light post or something? Yeah, yeah. And that it's not up to the the, the mob or the group. Yeah. It's up to the the provider of the of the restaurant, the proprietor of the restaurant. Yeah. I I asked somebody after they did that moving to the table, like, how would you like it if I came to your house and started moving stuff around? <laughs> yes. my, my typical sarcastic yes. sort of. How did he react? Did he go? Did he um, apologize, or was he? Yeah, I mean, it, I kind of knew them uh, to a certain ex- you know extent, and and they kind of get my humor, you know. But it's still, it's like, uh, why do right. you feel the need right. to right. move that? Why would you think that was okay? And yes, exactly. I mean, we have things. Things are different. Yeah, you walk into the dining room; it's totally different, mm-hmm. and things are moved. You know, we have tables in a certain area that have to be spaced away from the other table, so. Yeah, to, to, to just, and then it's not the first time that's happened, and it's going to happen again. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, that's the way it is. We're seating people at the bar. I don't know if you guys have gotten to that point yes. yet, but it's very spaced out. But we have plastic signs in, in on the bar, and I can't count how many times people sit right at the plastic. I mean, no, it's, it's taped down. And they'll put their keys and move the chair and sit right there. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right? I mean... There's literally your stuff is on a sign saying do not sit here. They're just so happy and shocked at the same time that they're able to come into the bar. Right. I mean that's how I kind of look at it. But and it's mostly stuff in the bar that that we're talking about. Again, people just 
they're oblivious. You know, yeah. they're just like, here I am, yay. Yeah, right. You know, and, and not even paying attention to what, you know, areas are designated for seeding or not. And I feel like we're in a, a time right now in the past, even probably pre-pandemic, I think just bad manners and common courtesy. People are just, it's, yeah, so what? It's almost embraced. It's accepted. I, I uh, it's sad, honestly. Yeah. You know, I mean, I come from a place that, you know, you were taught right from wrong. You were taught manners. You were taught to be polite. You know, mm-hmm. yes, ma'am, no, sir, thank you, please. Mm-hmm. And there's to everybody, yeah. all the time, yeah. not just who you wanted to do right. to, right? right? Yeah, not just your friends or your mom and dad's friends, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's just so easy to be nice and right. polite. Rather than just get out of my way. And and if you're looking for a benefit reward thing, I've said this in my column many times, people come in and start causing a problem, right? They don't get better service. Right. They just mm-hmm. don't. They never will. Why would they? Right. right. I mean, and, you know, especially the, you know, I'm never coming good. Don't come back. <laughs> right? <laughs> I always say, well, there's one for the chef and one for the bartender. Never piss off the bartender before you get your drink. <laughs> <laughs> and the same goes for the chef. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's funny, I, you know, I, 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 some of my first bartending jobs were in nightclubs, and that would be the classic thing. The guy would be a jerk at the first drink, and he would not drink the rest of the night. Yeah. In a bar, in a setting like that, where there were 40, 50, 60, 75 people, you can pick and choose who you want to wait on, mm-hmm. and you're not going to go back to that guy again, or Absolutely. that gal, because sometimes, I mean, it's a 50-50 deal nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I don't understand. That. I've never understood that. You catch more flies with What's honey. Yes, yeah. there you go. So that's three pet peeves. Three? <laughs> well, there's, you know, those are big, those are widely encompassing ones, yeah, too. Yeah. Well, I know we, we had talked about, and this is more from a customer standpoint, my big pet peeve is when I go to, now that we can go back to a restaurant or a bar and I want to order let's say I want to have a margarita right and then the bartender will be like you know what I have this other drink that I think you should try and you're like but I want the margarita you know and, and then like oh yeah well we can make we can mix this up and use a whole spirit that you don't even like I'm like no this is my money it's gonna become your money I want I want my damn drink well I think this particular bartender I've told you about the, uh, it's happened more than once it's happened more than once uh, yeah but so gonna, they want to give you what they want to make yeah right and and I'm like but I want to drink what I ordered you know, I mean, it seems pretty logical. This is not the drink that yeah, this is a total kind of mind trick going on here. And and you know what? Sometimes it, it has worked, oh. and the, and that's the part where I'll really be kicking myself. I was like, well, she really wants to make this drink, and let her do it, and then I'll drink, it. and then I'm like, that's horrible, and then I get charged for something that I don't even want to drink. So who's the idiot now? It's really me, but uh, the consumer. Yeah, the consumer. Yeah, I have noticed that. That that's one of my pet peeves, and that was pre-pandemic as well. I had an experience once where we uh, we went to a bar and the bartender here try these, right? And so we thought they were like tr- trying out a new recipe, which happens all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And they did the same thing; they charged us for. It. That was yeah. like forty-five dollars. Those three drinks. Yeah. I said, I'm not paying for this. Yeah. Right? I didn't ask for this thing. He just came over and dropped them off. I mean, why would I? I, I just yeah. couldn't believe it. But that, well, that's that's that pre-pandemic kind of. In our employee manual, it says, "Don't be a maverick." Well, we used to always make fun of it, but it's true. There's there's got to be a sense of you can't be just out trailblazing your own thing all the time. You have to take into consideration the customer standpoint always, right? And that's yeah. what gets lost a lot well, of. This. That's why we're all here. Yeah. Is because, ultimately, yeah. No customers. No business. Right. No business. <laughs> That's the rule rule number one in the manual. Yes. No customers, no business. Actually, it isn't, though. 
And that's the problem with a lot of these new restaurants. It's no, we're going to build it and they will come because we're so cool or whatever we're right. doing. And the ultimate irony, of course, is they never do because that most of those things are swing and a miss by the time, especially with trendy sort of things, by the time you build a restaurant out to take advantage of a trend, mm-hmm. the trend's gone. Yeah. And that's that's the problem with following something rather than leading something. Uh, and that, that would be, again, uh, another one of my pet peeves we talked about is uh, the restaurant that's trying to be everything to everyone. And it's like, no, just be the... Th- if you're going to do burgers, be the best burger place in the world, you right. know? Yeah. Don't do burgers, pizza, tacos, all this. No, just do one thing. Choose who you are and be that. Be the best you that you can be of that particular genre. Yeah. And I think when you see some restaurants and you go and you look at the menu, like I always think like if somebody says, hey, have you been in that restaurant? What kind of food is it? Like go through like my little mental Rolodex and like, well, they do this, they do that. It's pub grub. It's Italian. It's California cuisine. But if they're like a Jewish deli, there's a, they're, they're a pizza place. They also, you know, do Caesar salads. Sushi. Like, Sushi. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know how to describe that. Right. You know? And also, if I'm, you know, going to go out to make a, a dining decision, like, where should I go for dinner? That's not going to come up immediately, like, oh, where's a good place where I can get sushi, uh, a good Reuben, and uh, a pizza? There's always yeah. a food court at the mall. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the mentality for some of these places. Yeah. The food, yeah. there's, there's a difference there, though, with adjusting uh, what your original plan was to cater to the customers that you do get. Yes. Because, of mm-hmm. course, when you open the doors, you get who you get, whether who, whoever you thought you were going to get might not come. And so, you know, adding something like, like I was telling Sean off air that, you know, when I live in Southern California, Del Taco was always a great thing for me because I'd get a taco and some fries. Mm-hmm. I don't ex- want to explain why I was doing that, but <laughs> you can all just guess. That's but, up for but, another podcast but, at another time. Yes. But the idea is that sometimes you make adjustments. I, there was a restaurant that opened up in Novato some years back that's now closed, obviously, but they had started out with this giant wall of bourbon. And I thought, that's a great idea. And they said, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And ultimately, nobody wanted that. Mm-hmm. And so the problem was they had $25,000 worth of bourbon that they had nothing to do with. And, and that's a big mistake. But, and I, Sean, you've adjusted your... I mean, you, you, I mean, Sailor's Landing was totally different than what Sailor's Landing yeah, was. was. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was uh, California kind of seafood. And then when we opened this place, um, there was no Mexican restaurant in, in town at that time. Because uh, Margaritaville had closed... Most, most of my staff was Hispanic, so it was kind of a no-brainer mm-hmm. as far as, as jumping into that. And then once we closed the other place, Sailor's Landing, I had the same customer base, and they're still coming here, but now they're saying, hey, well, what about that dish over at the old place? Mm-hmm. Hey, can you make us this? What about that pork chuck you guys used to make? So we've had to yeah, adapt and, and kind of integrate that into our specials, if you will. So, you know, a little something for everybody. Customers coming in the door and... They are used to having a certain dish, and some are not likely to try anything else. They'll have that same thing, but then others want to have try something new, right. you know, or, or look at the specials and say, "Hey, that sounds good." You know, you're not limiting you're limiting yourself to that once a week or once every two week sort of customer. Like, you know, we go to Chinese probably once every two weeks. We'll go out. Or get takeout or pizza, you know, mm-hmm. once every two, you know, that you have your Italian. You're kind of limiting yourself in, into that. To your your point, you know, you're, you need an identity yeah. of what your restaurant is. And, and, you know, based on either the owner, which I'm here all the time, or the restaurant itself, you have right. your own niche, if you will. Yeah. 
And if people are confused as to what that is, then yeah, it can, it can cause a little bit of uh, confusion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well said, Sean Fuchsius. Not to be confused with Confucius. <laughs> So, you know, but that brings up another one of my pet peeves is the, the, in the mixology world, the idea that you can go and get this, you know, lavender infused, whatever we call it. And six months later, it's not on the menu and they can't make it because it requires two special syrups and a special liquor they no longer carry. And that's, that's the other side of that thing where you can get too eccentric and people just can't, you know, well, what, if you won't adapt at all, then, then that's another problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I get people, you know, the place I've been in 20 years now. And I get people who order the specialty cocktail from when I first started there. And I'm the only one who remembers how to make it, but I remember how to make it. Mm-hmm. Some of the specialty cocktails we have from eight, eight months ago or 10 months, or I mean, probably 18 months ago now, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I can't make because I would have to make two different things before I could even start doing that. Yeah. And that, that's a, I, I'm not sure how transient that is or, or how that is, but that, that, that becomes a problem when there's no continuity. And like that's what you're saying, like with sailors, the identity is you. That's the continuity, and all yeah. these people follow you because of who you are. And then within your within your own organization, you have people who have those their own little niches Absolutely. too. Yeah. Not everybody can be the same person, and shouldn't be. Right? But you definitely more than most restaurant owners I know around here. I mean, you definitely have no identity issues. Everybody knows that it's you. I mean, hey, it's your name. <laughs> your name's on, uh, on, on the post office uh, wall, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most wanted. Um, least wanted. Yeah, or at least. <laughs> but also, you know, Guillermo. I mean, he, he just, I don't even know his last name. I just know Guillermo, you yeah. know? I mean, and like everybody knows he makes well, the best margarita in town, you th- know? Thankfully, you know. What'd you say? I mean, he's in the top three in town. Top, top in three. Town. Yeah. three. I gotta go. In this yeah. town. Yeah. <laughs> no, he does. He makes yeah. an ex- excellent margarita. Yeah, but I think uh, that's, I mean, a testament to you because you you know who you are. You know what your uh, restaurant is. But I think what you have going for you is you also build a nice community here. People come here, whether they're coming here for tacos or a margarita or whatever. I mean, worth maybe it is the pork chop. You or know? French fries. I mean. Or French fries, <laughs> yes. Uh, delicious. Goes great with French, tortillas. French fry tacos. French fry <laughs> But, uh, you know, you're you're lucky that you have that. I mean, on my way here, I was on the phone with, like, a few people. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be interviewing uh, Sean. I'm like, oh, I love Sean. He's always so nice. He comes to our table and, and all that. And I was like, how cool is that? I could probably mention their name to you, and you, maybe you might not even know it, but you're like, oh, yeah. But they know you, mm-hmm. and they associate that. Well, right? we've been blessed, I'll say it, 20 more times today to be in Sausalito, you know, to have this community and to have that sort of love, um, and that they're the ones that got us through this. All yeah. The, all the, the takeout orders and and uh, generosity. Please don't close. Mm-hmm. You, you guys are all right, right? Yeah. You're gonna make it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we are because of you. And I, yeah, I can't tell you how great that makes me feel. So don't worry about tomorrow. Please join Kevin and I next time when we welcome even more restaurant and bar professionals and the people who cover them. My name is Jeff Berger. Thanks for listening.